Are you getting on you will? Are you will? And she will be loved. Oh, yeah, you doing? What do I do? I'm a singer. No, I can't. Well, and she will be loved. And she will be loved. <laughs> what do you do? And then that's me. That goes into me then not listening because I'm thinking, did she like my singing? She's like, it's like, oh, well, I'm actually on one. I'm hearing this. <laughs> I'm like, did she like my singing? That's That would be my life if I was a singer. I would always be hearing about it. And she will be loved. We are live here in the podcast studios and the space bar is in the other room. I cannot edit this even if I wanted to. We are going fucking raw today. I can scream as loud as I want and I'm full of beans. Hey, I, you can call me bloody Ikea. You know, you can call me bloody pulse, the pulse aisle because I'm full of beans right now because I'm drinking a coffee that has the viscosity of paint. <laughs> I don't know how to use... I don't know how to use the coffee machine here, the Mocha Master. I came in here, I looked at it, I looked at it, this is how trendy I am, right? I went in here, came into the kitchen, looked at this fucking Mocha Master, and I thought, fucking Mocha Master? Fucking tear. What is this fucking tear? Looks like trash, <laughs> right? Looks like, what is it, Mocha Master? Right? And then I go into fucking uh, Honey Truffle or whatever the fucking name, no, what's the name? Cloud Picker coffee right fancy coffee right and i see it on sale there for 300 quid and i'm like oh my god the mocha master i love it you know that's me that's me i now see it in framed in a trendy environment and i'm like terry we need to sell the kid for a mocha master this thing that i was like Ugh, why can't they get a good coffee machine <laughs> i'm going to calm down i need to calm down right um Speaking of, oh yeah, so I'm here in the podcast studios, guys. Can I recommend you, if you are in a business, to come here and do your podcast here in the podcast studios? Uh, they have, are you a small, medium, or large podcast <laughs> business? Then you need to come here to the podcast studios because they have, there's a small booth. They have an extra large booth. You can fit about 50 people. Genuinely, we did a gig in there. You can fit 50 people in there. And also live streaming capabilities, facilities. They've got lights. They've got camera equipment. If you are getting something made, make sure you get it made here in the podcast studios. I cannot stress that enough. They've been very good to me. I like to give them a shout as and when I can. Um, I also do, speaking of small, medium, large, right? I don't know if you know this. I don't know where the, the, the voiceover airs, right? I've done a lot of dodgy voiceovers in my day. Uh not dodgy, not dodgy at all. I love, I love working for it. I don't work, I, you know, I feel like I'm shitting on it. I do the voice for Van Monster, right? Have you listened to Van Monster? If you need small, large, medium-sized vans, look no further than Van Monster. What's that coming over the hill, Van Monster? Van Monster! That's me. I'm going to have to fucking turn this down. This is obnoxious. But I do, I do the voiceovers for Van Monster. <laughs> Why do I? So if you're, so if you're listening, I, like, I love, I do all, I look, I am for sale. Tony Cantwell is for sale. I got a kid, right, as well as that. But I'm also for sale, right? Two things you need to know about me. One, I got a kid. Two, I'm gay. And third is I'm a liar. <laughs> I'm straight and I have a son, okay? So please forgive me. Uh, look, look. <laughs> I do loads of voiceovers. I did one, right? I think I talked about this in the podcast, but I'm going to bring it up again. I was doing one. They brought in this new uh, rebel, uh, rebel <laughs> whopper, right? And I thought, if they're bringing in a fucking rebel whopper, and they're selling that here, the whole thing is it's a rebel, is in that it's totally vegan, right? They should have fucking slapped Bobby Slam's picture on that, but it's a real fucking rebel whopper, do you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, they weren't going in that route. It was green, 
like big green logos, Rebel, right? And what I realized in doing voiceovers is that when they bring something over, apart from like, we used to watch obviously TCC and all this stuff, but recently, you know, when you'd see all these UK ads, um, you know, like wiggly worms, you just can't catch us, a wiggly worms. We can go catch the wiggly worm, you know, all those ads, you know. Mr. Frosty is such fun, he makes treats for everyone. Put the ice under his hat, turn his handle just like that, squirt in the flavors that you like. Delicious lollies, mmm, that's nice. I love, actually, hang on, hang on a second. I'm gonna come back to this. Remember, I have to come back to this. Rebel Whopper, um, they changed the, no, hang on, I'll, 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 I'll go on to that in a second. I'll, I was gonna go on to the ads for Wiggly Worms and Mr. Frosty from Play School. I'll get on to that in a second. So I was doing this, so they so they have to um, localize a lot of these voiceovers. So they will actually, a lot of the time, dub over. Um, I think I've talked about this in the podcast, but either way, I'm going to talk about it. You might not you might not have heard it. Um, they dub over English voices with Irish voices. They do kind of do that across, across the board now, you know? Even though we're an English-speaking language, we don't want to hear, you know, you know, I'm not having a go. We just don't want to hear, we don't want to be sold to. We don't want to be, we don't feel comfortable being sold to. You know, as as much as we would an Irish person. So there was this one for the Rebel Whopper, and it was people outside Burger King who just had a bite of this vegan Whopper and were reacting to it authentically, quote, unquote, quote, unquote, right? And they're like, are you telling me that's not me? You know? And I have to overdub the voice. But I was actually, I ended up doing the voice for, for a couple of black guys, you know? A couple of, they were black, black South London guys, which I actually don't think Irish people would mind being sold to. Do you know what I mean? It's that voice been... Are you telling me that's not meat? That's a voice people don't mind. That would prefer. I'm not having a go. I'm not having a go with you. You know. I can't. Be- I can't believe that isn't meat. Hello. <laughs> you know that kind of. Hello. <laughs> Are you sure that is not meat? Well, that changes everything. You know. But if it's like, whoa. Are you telling me that is not me? That's fine. We don't mind that. So I don't know why I had to overdub. In fact, you know what? If you know, I should probably I should probably give back the money. Do you know what I mean? No, I'm not fucking giving back the money. But you know what I mean? Should we? Should I even be? I'll, I don't think I'll ever be put in that situation again. I was very even the sound engineer was like, I don't know why you're in here. You know, you're not a black guy. You know, you're doing. And then the voices they ended up doing was like, Oh my god, this whopper's fucking unreal. Are you telling me that's not me? Are you telling me it's a plan? You know, and it's like coming out of this lad who looks like from Attack the Block. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I uh, are you telling me that's not meat? Because they needed something just generically. Are you telling me that isn't meat? Anyway, I'm shite on too much. Wiggly worms, you just can't catch us. I tell you what ad I've been thinking about loads recently. The one for wiggly worms. <laughs> you just can't catch us. Do you remember? Uh, hang on, I need to fucking calm down here. This coffee is absolutely piercing through me. Do you remember wiggly worms? It was a game where... It was a big apple, right? I think that's actually why they were from New York. If the ad, hang on, I'll get the ad here. Um, also, I have sound effects. I have sound effects now. So, um, hang on, here's a. Uh, wiggly waves, you just can't catch us. Oh, wiggly waves. Match up, tear us to the cards. Oh, that's even better. Wiggly waves, you just can't catch us. They're from New York. They're worms from New York. I tell you what. I, I tell you what, actually. Do you know what I realized the other day? There's a scene in the film Poltergeist, right, where, well, actually, on topic here, I stopped eating apples as a child because I was afraid of worms being in them, right? I was like, there's going to be a worm in that. You just see it in a flick. 
Like no, I tell you what, I think there's no worms in fucking sweets. So I'm not, e- I'm not eating the apple. You know what I mean? Keep the doctor. I'll fucking keep the doctor. I live, live with the fucking doctor if I don't have to eat this apple. Do you know what I mean? I fucking don't give a shit about that proverb. <laughs> I don't know what they're saying. Um, so I wasn't eating apples for a while because I thought there might be worms in it. And as well as that, I wasn't drinking water because of the scene in Poltergeist where your man has a drink of water and there's a worm in there. Now I don't give a fuck about worms. So what do you think that means? <laughs> but it's mad. Like my, I think my, my entire diet is based around fear of eating worms. And now the likelihood is I've got a whole fucking colony in there living in a fucking spice box. Anyway, as well as that, you know what? I love Mr. Frosty. I always wanted a Mr. Frosty, right? Mr. Frosty is such fun. He makes treats for everyone. Put the ice under his hat. Turn the handle just like that. And then this bit where it goes into kind of like a minor squid in the flavors that you like. <laughs> it's so, it's so beautiful. <laughs> and, he is, and, he, and she was so beautiful. And it is so beautiful. Mr. Frosty is such fun. He makes treats for everyone. Put the ice on. Here, watch this. His hat. Turn the handle just like that. Squirt in a flavor that's like and delicious lollies. Ooh, that's nice. I love the man's voice. Squirt in the flavors that you like. Uh, do you know what I'd love to do? Do you know when people are having like a proper fucking. You know, they have like a. Is it Shanos? Shanos. Shanos singing. Is it is a Shanos. A, a sing, is there a single Shanos, Shanos, singing style? Shanos, yeah. So people are singing a Shanos song, right? You know. I got the Luas. I paid a child's fare. Your man said, how old are you? I had a beard, but I lied, I did. I'm 13, yes, I am. That's a true story. It's a true story. I got the Lewis. I, t- I said it's on the pod. I got the Lewis. Uh, I was hung over to fuck. And I was going in to college uh, in a suit because we had to give like a presentation. I had a briefcase never and had a beard. And I bought a child's ticket because that's what I did. Because I'm a fucking messer, right? Guy came on, was like, "How old are you?" Um, and I just saw, you know, you see, you see, there's a fork in the fork in the road. And no, hang on, I was trying to sing fucking Green Day there, and I fucked it up. Fork in the road. No, that's I'm trying to sing Time of Your Life. Fork in the road. You can't it na da 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 da. <laughs> I know that's not the song, but I don't care. Fork in the road and da 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 da. da. Anyway, and there's a fork in the road, and one side says fucking, you know, shake it off, admit. And the other side says double down. This guy says, how old are you? Look him straight in the eye, double down, and said, 13. I'm 13 years old. And he's like, what? You're 13? And he went and talked to his mate, and his mate was like, just leave him. I looked like shit. I looked like shit. I just, just leave him. Leave him be. Um, so Shano's singing, right? So Shano's. I'd love if, so it's always, you know, like a ballad, you know. But I'd love to be doing like, you know, like a traditional hit, you know, when everyone's quiet. Because no one's ever quiet for like a, you know, talking away. I don't know what I'm to say. I say anyway, you know, <laughs> people have to let people have to listen to you because you're singing like that, which I love. You know, obviously, you know, my best friends are Lancome. 
<laughs> my best friends in Lancome um, uh, sing like that. And I love that. You know what I mean? But I'm going to do, I'm just going to be like, you know, Mr. Frosty is such fun. He makes treats for everyone. No, that's more emo. I don't know. This, is a, this isn't a podcast. This isn't a podcast. But I'm giddy because I've had a thimble of oil coke uh, of coffee. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, look, we got a very exciting pod for you this week. We have got my new segment of the show. Hey, is this bloody um, orange you glad that I've got a new segment? Whatever. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Gary is not in charge here. I am fucking coffee. He's bringing it the best side of me right now. So Gary can fucking eat a dick. He's gone missing. I think Colin T. Wilkinson is in the fucking driver's seat. And we'll just see what happens on this pod. We have my new segment, Moon Chore Ragnarok, where I have your submitted stories of times you got one over on teachers. Now, I've realized now, after getting these stories, is uh, teaching is a very difficult job. Uh, <laughs> it is severely understaffed, underpaid. Um... And uh, and the, the, you shouldn't be fucking bullying teachers. And I'm even thinking back on my memories now. And I'm like, are they still funny? Yes, but still, don't give teachers a hard time. So that's coming up as well. Stories of funny stories from school called Moon Chore Ragnarok. There's no one here in the room. But if there was, I'd say, what do you think of that uh, title that I have? Yeah, very good. Thank you very much. Um, and as well as that, uh, we're going to have a roast of Donald Trump, right? We're going to have the fucking Donald Trump, you fucking trash bag. We're going to have a roast of Donald Trump if he's listening. I know he is. You big sack of spuds. All of that today on Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. This is a different format. I'm loving it. It's Tony Cantwell's Shit Show. So you might have enjoyed some of my sound effects there. Don't I? If you know, real, real. <laughs> I don't know if you realize. Okay, but I have my laptop hooked up to this little jack. I tell you, I'm like the bloody giant, and that's the bloody, and that's the little jack down there. And a bloody beanstalk is a wire. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> So I got some crazy sound effects here. Guess what that one? If you know what that, if you don't know what that one is, you're a good person, right? If you don't know what that one is, if you do know, ooh, you little, you little, dirt, you little dirty, yeah, huh? If you know what that is a sound effect for, then you're a little dirty, fucking prick. <laughs> you're a little dirty, fucking prick. Uh, oh, look, we're having fun here. Okay. Oh, don't don't spot me there, Metal Gear. Um. So we got some uh, got some sounds there. I was going to talk about something. What was I going to talk about? Um, was there something. It wasn't Mr. Frosty again. I wasn't going to bring up Mr. Frosty again. Um, hmm. Anyway, so we got some sound effects here. We are again going fucking raw today. So I am not editing this. I do not have a space button. Uh, I do not have space ghetto space button. Um, I also learned uh, via TikTok um, that if you um, spell socks really fast, it sounds like you're speaking Spanish. Eso sí que es. Eso sí que es. Hola. Aha. 
eso sí que es, eso sí que es, or, or, <laughs> you know the way Spanish people say or, eso sí que es, guys, oh no, eso sí que, I actually speak Spanish, so, you know, I speak fluent Spanish, so that's not even a fucking, anyway, what are the, here we go, a little fart, um, <laughs> so look, I don't know what this podcast is, I'm drinking fucking oil here, this is disgusting, um, so I've added something to my hobby bucket list. This is not my career bucket list. You know, this is not a host the Eurovision, uh, win a Golden Globe for a TV series. Uh, this is not um, perform and win the Eurovision. Actually, I should clarify. I'm going to win the Eurovision Song Contest. Um, <laughs> the fuck is this podcast? Um, I'm preferring the, you know, the kind of here and the now focusing on things that would be enjoyable to do in your own spare time, right? So one is, I want to start fucking 3D printing my own action figures of me. <laughs> I have always, I told you, my favorite present I ever got was when Terry had an action figure of me commissioned um, by Mick Minogue, the greatest artist in the world. Um, you can look at him, Mick Minogue on, um, Mick Minogue Makes, I think, on Instagram. Mick Minogue. Um but for as long for as long as I can remember, how lucky could one guy be? Actually, I can do it here. Hang on, I can do it here. Um, for as long as I can remember, I've wanted to make fucking action figures. Me and the boys always wanted action figures. While we were playing with bloody fucking, while we were playing with fucking Splinter, and fucking Krang. I was like, that should be me. <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so I want to make an action figure of myself. I loved action figures growing up. I was a spoiled brat. I had all the toys. I had Wiggly Worms. Didn't have Mr. Frosty, right? Actually, I will come back to that. Didn't have the Mr. Frosty. And then I had a loan off uh, off my friend Stephen. And then um, I was twisting the arm and I fucking broke the handle. How was plastic meant to crush ice? You know? <laughs> and like, once you have it, it's like, what the fuck? You know, you're literally manually crushing ice. I can't do that now as an adult. How am I going to do it with a plastic handle? Do you know what I mean? A lovely snack, you know? And then you're just putting, you know. Anyway. Um, but my hobby bucket, bucket list that I've added is, you know, uh, live in a shed for a week was one. Um, you know, build, build an off-grid uh, shed out of pallets and live in it for a week. Um, and start a fire. Um, without any tools, right? That These are two things. There's other, there's other bits on it as well. But I've added to that as well. Because, look, I'm not going to win. I'm not going to be able to do an ultra marathon. I might do a marathon at some point in my life, right? As long as I don't care about the speed, right? I didn't think I could do 5K. I did it. I haven't fucking done it in about another three months, but still, didn't know I could do it. I reckon that my physical peak is just around the corner, just after I stop eating Chinese in a fucking field, like I did last week, and this morning had a, a bacon egg, egg McMuffin on a Monday, of a Monday, for shame. Um, but, um, so yeah, fitness goals are, are going to be, you know, ultra marathons and those kind of things are not necessarily in my wheelhouse, but kind of making things and being able to get finicky with bits is feasibly in my wheelhouse, becoming a seamstress, you know, getting into 3D printing and making my own action figures might be something I can do. I reckon I can go onto that fucking 3D ZBrush, start making my own action figures, printing out molds, you know, making uh, little D&D miniatures. This is something in my wheelhouse that I could potentially do. So I am going to get start getting into that, making my own action figures. And you know what? Similarly to making your own podcast, 
I can swear and say whatever I want. And you make your own web series. If you can make your own, can you make your own web series where you have your like your dick out? Do you know what I mean? Like, not that you have to have your dick out. Sorry, I'm jumping. I'm going from A to fucking D there. If you were to do, like HBO is like, oh my god, like this arms they have their dick out and they have like boobs and stuff, right? Is there anywhere you can comfortably host online, like anything? Do do you have to own your own thing? Is there is there like Vimeo guidelines, even if it's like private? YouTube guidelines, even if it's private? I think it is, which makes me feel like if you actually still wanted to make something, like if you wanted to, like you should have freedom to make something that's like a web series, but it's sexually explicit if you want. That's not necessarily my idea, but you know you should be able to make a series where you can use whatever language you want. Do you know what I mean? Like have that freedom, but is the are the facilities actually there for you to be able to do that? You know, I'd love to I'd love to believe that we live in a society where you can literally make your own HBO show. the The point I'm getting at is that when I start making action figures, I'm gonna put fucking dicks on them, right? I'm a juvenile. I got fucking dumb, dumb, doo doo, pee pee brain, right? And I'm gonna start putting lads on me lads because I was sick of doing of all. You take your action man cacks off, and it's like you know. Thought you were a man, man. Not that that's what fucking makes you a man. But I thought, you think Action Man would have a hog. Do you know what I mean? And I wasn't going to do one with it. What was I going to do with it? So he's not a human, is he not? Do you know what I mean? Mattel, or whoever you are. Um, So I'm going to start making my own anatom- anatomical correct action figures of myself. um, Just for my own enjoyment. So I'm going to start making my own action figure line. Um, as well as that, I started Googling how to survive in the woods with a tarp. So I was Googling online where you can get, you know, so I was Googling online where you get a big tarp and I was Googling knots and I'm going to start figuring out a way to have like a canvas, a kind of canopy canvas, uh, and live under a tarp <laughs> for a couple of days. I tell you what, like fucking if, if, if I was not married, I would be living in a tarp with my anatomically correct action figures of myself on a diet of pure chicken balls. So thank you, Terry. Um, so look, I I think it's a perfect time to introduce our first new segment of the show. I hope to have new guests on this show, right? We had Aaron, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my first ever guest, my tarot reader. Um, but I think I, I, I want to bring in a few more fucking madcap guests, you know, and he made a bit of a brief appearance a couple of weeks ago, uh, Latvian Twitch streamer, uh, Rumpel Foreskin. So, um, look, this is a guy, right, he's politically charged, okay? He has the attention of the left, he has the attention of the right. This is the guy that is making everyone perk their ears up and listen because of his scathing political commentary. This is Rumpel Foreskin. Oh, Schweiki. On Leibni Lukni, this year boy Rumpel Foreskin here straight from Twitch. Straight off of the Twitch channel onto the Shit Show podcast, the ears. Thank you, Tony, for having me on the show. You know me, I'm a political satirist. I don't have many enemies, but there's a one guy. You might have heard of him. It's a guy, his name is Donald fucking Trump, man. Oh my God, this guy. Donald Trump. I know you're listening to this. You you fucking... I, I asked you to debate with me one-on-one for all the fucking marbles at the Eurovision, and you didn't... Um, your silence was deafening, man. I gotta get fucking boss. 
noise cancelling headphones for your silence to shut it up because it's so loud on my ears, man. You're a fucking clown, man. So Donald Trump, this is the fucking roast of you, man. This is uh, Christmas come early or Thanksgiving or whatever you call it because this is your roast, man. And speaking of which, you look like a fucking roast turkey, you dark-faced git. So this is... So get ready, you fucking clown. And that's what you are. You know, Donald Trump, you fucking clown. Yeah, they call it the White House. More like the fucking Duffy Circus. Yeah, look, it's more like a big top of a Duffy Circus. Bunch of bears being electrocuted, electrocuted to, to dance for you, you know? You got um, Donald Trump, man. You're like a fucking roast chicken crossing the road, man. You joke. You're a bad joke, man. Honest, honestly. But let me tell you this, Donald Trump, man. You know what they should call you, Donald Trump? They should call you Donald Duck. Because, yeah, you might be wearing the top, but your bollocks are out, bro. Your fucking bollocks are hanging out, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what, Trump? You fucking trash bag. You know what, Trump? They should remove the TR from your name and add another D. Make it Donald Dump. Donald fucking Dump, because you're a bin. <laughs> you are a bin. <laughs> you're a wheelie fucking shit guy. <laughs> you're a wheelie bin, man. You know, here's another joke for you. Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange, you embarrassed to be so fucking orange, you asshole. You're a piece of shit. You want to come... I tell you, Don, you want to fucking... They want to call you Donald fucking Dump as well as Donald Duck because you're a shit, you know? Hey, is that a, is that a tan? Or is that just so much shit under your skin that it's coming up to your through your head and your face, you shithead? Donald Trump, your hair is so rubbish, man. You're like, it's as rubbish as the fucking bin you sleep in, man. Trump, I know you like Vince McMahon and your pals in the wrestling community, but you're, you know, you're more, you're not like Vince, you're more like Hulk Hogan in that you're gonna die from melanoma and you wanna fuck your kid, man. <laughs> you wanna fuck your daughter, so. And speaking of fucking Ivanka, Ivanka's fucking kill you, man. <laughs> I want Ivanka fucking stomp your head in, man. What you've done to the community, the Twitch community, <laughs> what you've done to the Twitch community will never forgive you for. <laughs> so, right, so look, what's new with me? I don't know. Look, that's it. I'm going to pull the plug on this. Tony, thank you so much for having me. And Jeff Ross, you fucking pedo. There's a new roast king in town. And it's me, the roast potato. It's me, fucking Rumpel Foreskin. I'm fucking out. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Scathing political satire from Twitch, from Latvian, Latvian Twitch icon, Rumpel Foreskin, shots fired. Well, look, that's been exciting. We're going to move on to the next segment of the show. I told you, this is a fucking orange. Aren't you glad you joined into the pod? Now, listen, we have got Moonshore Ragnarok. I come from sixth year. <laughs> no, hang on. I come from transition year. Hang on. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, 
Moon Chore Ragnarok. Now, look, I got, you know, in retrospect, I, I, I put the call out. I put the feelers out like a creepy crawly, right? And asked you for your stories about a time where something funny happened with you in school. Hang on, I'm going to have some more of my fucking um, oil. Does someone say oil? That's all that that asshole Trump wants. Look, Rumple, thanks very much for coming in, but you've had your time. You guys are fucking trash bag, man. Thank you again, Rumple Foreskin. Look, I uh, I put the feelers out for you to submit stories about a time that something funny happened with a teacher. Now, I'm not going to lie. A lot of these stories are either, I'm not having a go, not funny. <laughs> I'm not having a go. They're like, you know, they're cute. They're cute, right? But then, do you know what as well? This is what happened to me. This is my fault, right? It's not on you. There was two, it's either too cute where a teacher actually did something nice or it got to the point where this is genuine bullying of teachers, which I obviously don't condone. They're understaffed, underpaid. Um, and underappreciated for the amount of work that they have to do. So I kind of fucked it. I mean, there's nothing really, what do you do there? Do you know what I mean? What do you do, you know? Now, some stories I thought were somewhere in the middle, and those are the stories I'm going to read. But I'm going to tell you a bit of my history with funny stories. <laughs> my history of funny stories. Well, I think it started off where... <laughs> I don't know. Um... I tell you where it all was kicking off, fucking transition year. My dad still says to me the transition year was the worst thing that ever happened to me. He said that I used to, I, I was I went into there a focused boy, and then it was just the fucking wild west. Let me do whatever I want. Made, made me realize, you know, but you know what? Personally, and I said this to him, and he kind of was like, actually, you know, you make a good point there. In transition year, I uh, wrote a play for the first time that we put on, uh, and I, I had like a deadline. I had to do that, and I wrote and directed and starred in a play. Uh, we wrote movies. I wrote songs and all the kind of things that I wanted to do and make. Now it would mean it would <laughs> it would tee me up for another ten years of doing fuck all, you know. But you know, in the back I was doing all these other things like making podcasts, making songs, making all weird raps and all that sort of stuff that I would have stemmed from t- transition year. But on the surface and what was visible, it would have been like, well, you know, he had every intention of going off to study and business and Spanish in DCU, which was my first choice. The Economicas, S-I-O-K-S, S-O-C-K-S, S-O-C-K-S, Quieres algo S-O-C-K-S? Oh? Oh, sí. You know? Do you want any socks? Do you have any socks? No? Sí. Case closed. Uh, deal closed, I should say. Anyway, so I did get to fuck around. And honestly, transition year, for whatever reason, we were just left to our own devices. It was just... So I went into fifth year, right? And then I was like, right, I'm into fifth year. Let's just get this thing over with. I was focused. I did really well in my junior cert. Went to the, went to fifth year. All of my friends did transition year. The majority did. I'd say of the year, I'd say 90%. They almost couldn't even do a transition year. Because there were so few people. There were 16 people did transition year. And of them were my, my, my best friends. So I remember going up and having fucking double maths, right? Maths back to... No, double geography. Sorry. Double geography, right? And had this teacher who didn't like me. um, Because I was fucking around. I was fucking around. This is the same teacher that when he left the room, I flushed all of his markers down the toilet. All right? Because uh, I'm a bad arse, right? Um, so I remember I had double geography. He had given me, like... He'd give me like an S. He was just one of these fucking creatives. Do you know what he's one of these creative teachers? It wasn't like a traditional punishment. It was like write about. I had to write about the importance of GAA in Ireland. Right? He gave me a fucking essay 
on the importance of GAA in Ireland. I realize now in retrospect, you know, I've got pals on the, on the squad, Bernard Brogan, Dermot Connolly, they're pals of mine. This is not, yeah, I don't have my ukulele with me. Is it Louis Walsh, Shabano, he's the horn for? Let's find out. And Tony's name up on her, every go. Hey, I, went to, I went to school with Dermot Connolly. Was it Louis Walsh, Shabano, he's the horn for? Let's find out. Tony's name up on her, here we go. You can't. So, um, so, what was I saying? So I had this essay about having to write about how the importance. Of, so I had this essay about writing. So I had this essay about the importance of GAA in Ireland. I was like, all right, after doing fucking double geography. And then I met up with my mate at lunch and I was like, what you do at lunch? He's like, oh, we had double computer class. I'm like, what are you learning? And he goes, nothing. I played uh, Jedi Outcast. Was that, what was that game? Jedi Outcast, the game on PC. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast, right? 2002. So it was like the Wild West. Wild. <laughs> what happened to my voice there? It was like the Wild Wild West. Jim West, Desperado, Rough Rider. No, you don't want that. Like, they just didn't give a fuck. Like, we were we were asked to make a film, right, for uh, our transition year project. And we made it. Uh, called, it was called Bacon Man, right? And the the film was based on a story myself and my mate Kieran had come up with of this. Well, it started off where there was basically this traveling salesman. And I think this is the way just conversations would start when you were in transition year, when you were like, whatever, what were you, fucking 15, 16? <laughs> and you just say stuff like, here, could you imagine if, and then and then that's how a conversation would say, could you imagine if a fucking giraffe just burst in here right now? <laughs> and we were trying to get him out and his legs, he couldn't kind of get grip. <laughs> and we had to kill it with pencils, you know? That's how conversations would start. And we'd laugh about that for hours. So I think one of the conversations was, could you imagine if there was a, could you imagine if there was a traveling salesman and he was so eager to get into the house to try and sell you Tupperware that he greased himself up in bacon grease and slid around the house squealing. And you couldn't catch him. All right? So that's how Bacon Man started. Now, that wasn't what the film ended up being. The film ended up being, because we needed to have more cast members, the film was um, Bacon Man is the former drummer or bassist of a band called Scumkill, right? Um, and which was a combination of Gigi Allen's Scumfucks and Narkill, which was a Bam Margera kind of uh, world shitty band that I think he was in. So we were called Scumkill, right? Or the band was called Scumkill. And basically the bassist had like this kind of like uh, snort and the lads used to slag him about it and it slagged him about it so much that he snaps and tries to take out all of these 80s hair metal bands like 20 years later, you know, one by one. And it's a horror film. But it's, it's the same Bacon Man in that he's got, well, in this case, he's got a paper mache bacon ha head because we made it, we made all the props. And he's just in his underwear, uh, lubed up uh, in bacon grease, which was played by my mate Dara, who had the best body. Um, so that's what we made. And I remember we made the film, right? And it took ages to make. I think I wrote a bit of it and I acted in a bit of it. But my mate Kieran and Dara, they edited and directed and pretty much wrote the whole thing. And then um, we had this teacher and she was like, right, do you want to... She saw the final cut of the film and she was fucking devastated. She was devastated. She was just so angry at us because we were like, no, miss, look, we'll do it. Leave it to us. We'll, we get it. So she saw the final cut of this thing and she brought it in. Like, we were meant to have, obviously we hadn't seen it. And she goes, I probably shouldn't do this, but you know what I am? I'm going to show you this film that you made. And I think when you see, with all the potential you had, after all the time spent 
talking about this, writing it, directing it, shooting it. When you see this, I don't think I need to say anything else. I think you'll just see what it is you've made and the lessons will be learned, right? So she played this thing and it was the fucking best thing we ever saw. We were cheering. We were laughing. We were just amazed that they could do cuts. My mate Kieran just literally cut. And this is what they have to do. They had to basically put it in a tape, play it on a mini DV player, right? Like old school. So it was in a mini DV player on a TV that you could have like a, a you know, a record. Remember those TVs that would have like a, a VHS in it? And you would hit record and anything that was on the TV would be recorded onto the, the tape. This was the best way of like recording gameplay or like if you recorded video games or if you recorded, you know, like whatever was on the TV. Or what you could do is watch uh, like a DVD on the TV and then record it onto a tape or hook up a video player separately and then make duplicate copies. So it was amazing. Everything that was on the TV would record onto the tape. Um, which, um, so what they had to do was like play stuff on the mini DV player on the TV and then hit record and then stop and hit record and stop. So it was a very laborious process. So the fact that we knew that, we were like, that's incredible. So there was one bit where like Bacon Man like pops his head around the door and then there's a different angle and you see the head coming through the door, like a different cut. And we're like, that's incredible how they synced that up so well. And we were like applauding all the cuts. And she was so angry that she actually destroyed the film. She took it out and destroyed the film. So Bacon Man will never see the light of day. All right? And this is actually one of our good teachers. This is actually one of those teachers that actually gave a shit and we really liked her. But like, we'd always just be fucking around in class. Like, we'd be, we'd be sitting there. Like, you'd just be sitting there with your fucking cacks around your ankles. Like, it'd be like three lads in the back row with their cacks and dicks out and everyone. Cacks around the ankles. Just down, just put down around their ankles. And while class is happening. And all you can see is the side of their bare arse, you know? And hilarious, hilarious stuff. Already told you about putting their dicks in the pencil cases, you know? And then, like, look at that. Look in there, you know what I mean? And we had this, like, <laughs> we used to say, open daddy's trousers, we'd say. And he'd open the pencil case. <laughs> and your dick would be in there, right? Not my dick. But, like, oh, whatever, maybe sometimes my dick. But um, everyone was everyone was doing it. It was fine. It was a different time then. I'm telling you, it was a different time. Um. And a great prank we used to do was just, uh, if lads would be reading, lads would just be reading their book. They'd just be coming down to the various paragraphs, and you just start tipexing over the words. You just start tipexing over paragraphs that you know that they have to start reading in a couple of minutes. <laughs> and then you would get to it, you know. Economics, it's all about supply and demand. You know, when there is too much demand and not enough supply, this leads to scarcity, which means, and you just have to stop reading. They'd be like, Tony, why why you stop reading? And you wouldn't grass anyone up, so you'd be like, I can't, I can't read the rest, sir. Right, get out. <laughs> just like, get out, get the fuck out, you know? And you would never grass anyone up. So you literally just have a book ruined that you could never sell on because some of the words were just tipexed over, you know? The best was just fucking ripping pages out of people's books while they were reading them. And you just wouldn't grass anyone up. It was great. So I think the highlight for transition year was when we went down the Wicklow Way and our chaperone for this was uh, a teacher, right? Everyone called him Razzie, right? Everyone called him Razmataz. He was kind of this... He was actually, and this is going to sound, anyone who went to my school was going to, was going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was kind of cute, right? <laughs> he kind of had, he was kind of an old, older, in his 50s, kind of skeletal, kind of very skinny, you know, but he had beautiful eyes and very high cheekbones. Um, and he had a lisp, which is why everyone called him Razmataz, right? Because he had a lisp. And um, and uh, I heard this, art, so he, he never, he, he used to very seldom raise his voice, right? Um, he he would just always be like, "All right, should you take out your books now?" And um, and uh, and I remember even when like whenever people would be like talking loud in class, like he would still never raise his voice. He'd just be like, "Shut, shut up, 
shut up. <laughs> so like, you know, when like the, the, the hum builds from like just a few people talking, and then everyone starts, and before you know it, the class is like really loud, full on everyone, all 40 lads or whatever, having a conversation, 30 lads having a conversation, whatever, you know. But even when we get to like 30 lads having a conversation, you'd still be like trying to speak over, but not even trying to speak over, just at the same volume, you'd be like trying to say, shut, shut up, shut up. <laughs> shut up. I always found that funny. Um, but apparently he used to be very kind of like commanding and present and very like, hi, how you getting on? How's things? <laughs> but the legend goes that he's once saw a drawing passed back and forth that broke him, right? This is what the legend goes. So I think of my brother and uh, my older brother was saying that in his class, a lad in front of him, I don't know if this is a specific origin story, but this is definitely a moment where he broke. A lad in front of him, uh, had this was trying to pass a note a note back to my my brother, and he had the note in the back of his collar, and he is something that he had drawn right, and um, Razzy walks by. Oh, what's this? Oh, what's this? You got this here in your collar? Okay, here we go, and uh, he opened it, <laughs> looked at the note, and apparently it was like fucking like Last Crusade. Just aged, his cheekbones came up, <laughs> like his voice just left him. And he just passes the note back. Get back to work. And goes back to his desk. And my brother, I remember, he was telling me this. And I was like, I remember thinking, what the hell was on this page? Right? And then later, he saw the page. And it was a drawing of Ra John Rambo as a big cock, right? Killing like a hundred cocks with a cock. With the gun was a cock. Shooting cocks, right? And all everyone bleeding and all these dead cocks. And, but like, you want to see this guy, right? This guy, like, this guy was infamous who drew this, right? This guy was the worst artist in Art School Reach, right? He was so bad that, like, when he would draw everything, he would also, like, draw, like, a horizon line to give it a bit of depth. But he would, like, draw through the bodies. You know, he would draw, like, a horizon line through all of the cocks. So it was just like a line across and like a sun with sunglasses or whatever, you know, in the corner. But apparently this fucking Rambo cock, Ramboner, broke Razzie, right? Or sorry, broke, uh, broke ra Raz. Fucking stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I just got rickrolled. I clicked a button that said female orgasm. And I got, very clever. Very good instant sounds, or myinstance.com. Um, so anyway, Razzy was our chaperone for this Wicklow Way hike. So he wasn't the biggest, most commanding presence. So we brought with him under chaperone, which is a new teacher, right? This new guy. And this new guy, he, he obviously was older than us, but he looked younger than us. I remember when he came into the school, we were like, it was like, the you know, one of those scenes where Andy Dufresne shows up in uh, Shawshank, you know? And all the lads are walking in, and all the inmates say, "Fresh fish, fish! Ah, I'm going to catch, going to catch fish, fish, fresh fish." You know, like that's what he. That's that's what I remember. And like we were mad into the Shawshank, so we used to be like, "Fresh fish, oh yeah, smell me some fresh fish, boy." We used to say that at him. He wouldn't obviously hear us, but like that's you know he didn't command enough respect. But I remember him like trying to like talk to us, you know. <laughs> I remember <laughs> he cooked. He cooked us a load of sausages, right, the morning. They were all, like, like he barely cooked the sausages. They were still raw. They were just kind of oily, you know. And we were just, like, laughing at him. In the state of this guy, right? You just can't do anything right. Um, so, anyway, we did a bit of the Wicklow way. And we were staying in this hostel. 
and there was two rooms. One room had the two teachers. One room had six beds. So that was the two teachers and four other people. And Razzy actually wanted me in there. He wanted to separate me. You guys are a bit of a mess, right? So he wanted me in there, right? So because all the other beds had kind of been taken up, and I was like, fuck, and he was going to put me in there. So I jumped into the bed with my cousin Omar and just hid under the bed, and no one seemed to realize, right? So there was a room of like 12 12 kids and then the two kids or the four kids or whatever and the two teachers so come on what do you expect right it's a room with 12 people in you're meant to go to sleep it's a fucking sleepover so everyone was fucking screaming like screaming so loud and just fucking laughing and farting and fucking we had these soundboards my mate Collie had this soundboard and it was like the soundboard like key ring and it was like ow ow you know, like all these mad sounds, right? And so we were playing it and laughing. You know, it's like deliriously laughing, right? But what we didn't realize is, right, because it's a hostel, one of the beds was being used by like an actual hosteler, like an actual some, someone who was from a different country who was do, walking the Wicklow way high. So he was in the room with us, right? And it got to a point, and we were all in our beds just kind of talking and shouting to each other from the other bed. So it got to a point about 12 at night, and this guy hops up, Hops up out of his bed. We didn't even realize he was still in the room. This guy was in the room with us. And he hops up. Like, Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. People are trying to sleep. Shut up. And we were like. And we just pretended. We just completely pretended to be asleep. And he's like. Speak. Speak back. Sh-. Uh, like what have you to say for yourselves? You know. And, and no one would say anything. And then he's like. Okay. I'm going to speak to the manager. I'm speaking to the manager. Right. And he leaves on the fire exit. That's down these fucking. Fire, fire escape steps, right? And he leaves, right? So, so while he got up, right? Fucking Razzy in the next door doesn't say that, and he's a coward, right? He jumps, he comes back in being like, lads, have you no respect for other people? For God's sake, there's people trying to sleep here. You know, and like, but then ran out when he's, you know, ran out before your man could come back, right? So again, he leaves, we still start talking again, we're fucking screaming at the top of our voice, and now we're saying stuff like, you know, Razzy's a fucking dick, Razzy's a fucking asshole, man. And that new guy, right? I'll call him... What I'll call him fucking Mickey, right? And and that new fella, Mickey, I just can't respect him. We're all saying shit like that. I can't respect him. I just don't respect him. And everyone's like, yeah, I don't respect him either. I just can't respect him as a man, you know? Like, <laughs> do you see the state of the sausages he cooked? Like, I can't respect him, right? And then whilst we're saying all this stuff, your man the guy, the actual hosteler, comes back up the stairs and he's in his underwear like because he left in his underwear and he, the, the office must have been closed right? because he couldn't come back through so he basically gone down the fire escape, realised he was fucked, came back up the fire escape, starts knocking on the door and he's like, hello? Hello? Let me in! Let me in! Right? So my mate Collie, I remember he jumped out of the bed like it was it like jumped, bounced, smacked the fire escape just to open the door, jumped into another bed and opened the door, just swung open for your man. And again, everyone pretended to be asleep, which is my favorite. My, I think the funniest thing in the world is being incredibly loud, having the door open, seeing that silhouette, and you pretend to be asleep. Is the f- it'll never not be funny. So he comes in, we're all pretending to be asleep, and he goes, "Oh, you're all asleep, huh?" Oh, you're all asleep. You're asleep like little elves. And we're just... <laughs> you little elves. All asleep. I'm like, little elves. So anyway, he packs up his shit, goes out, leaves it the proper exit and goes into the fucking lobby. I think he's probably trying to sleep in a sleeping bag out of the room, right? And um, 
So then we're feeling just fucking so buzzed from that. Like, oh my God, your man's, now your man's out of here. Now we can be really as loud as we fucking want. So we fucking really turn it up to 11. We're like doing impressions of Razzy. We're doing impressions of fucking Mickey and the other lad, right? And, uh, and then I, we get really brazen and I say, oh, Kieran, man, do you know what you should do? I think I might even said this part of the podcast before. Do you know what you should do, man? Because we have to go to the other jacks that's on the, through the teacher's room. This is how cocky we're feeling, right? To go to the jacks, you have to go through the teacher's room. And lads have been coming and going, right, uh, through there all night. So we kind of assumed, apart from Razzy coming in, they were like asleep and they couldn't hear us, right? So it was like, don't be really funny, is if you walk in, and as you're walking, because you get farting in our room, right? So we're like, if you walk in there, and as you're walking through the room, just let out the biggest fucking fart, right? And like, leave a fart in there, and then come back. And he's like, right, I'll go if you go with me, right? So uh, so we walk in, and we in the middle, of, like, it's, you know, we're trying to like, and they're like, they're quiet, so we assume they're asleep. So we're walking in. I'm walking in, get in the middle of the aisle, and he just lets, and it's one of these fucking farts, right? That like is asking a question, you know, what, what, <laughs> you know, what, <laughs> so we go into the jacks, right? And we're trying to compose ourselves, like, okay, <laughs> and so we leave, right, and go through through the room back into the adjoining room where we are, right? And as soon as we close the door behind us, we all just like, die. <laughs> like just everyone erupts right and Razzy gets up bursts open the door and everyone is just like again just pretends to be asleep just pretend like what was the noise did he make did he hear the noise did he make up the noise is he going are we gaslighting this man do you know what I mean and so he comes in bursts open the door and he goes do you think it's funny to come into a room and deliberately fart and everyone and like I remember I was in Omar's bed and I'm shaking we're just shaking. Everyone's just shaking. <laughs> trying to hold in the laugh. And no word of a lie. He says the line. The smell of shite. And everyone's. <laughs> and like he's waiting. And the silence is there. And then my mate Collie. With his little. Uh, with his little. Uh, sound effect key ring thing. While everyone's quiet. He just keeps clicking it while he's in the room. And he goes. <laughs> Ow. 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 And Razzy just, he looks, he sounds like he's about to cry. He's like, how could you be so stupid as to continue? <laughs> and then we just fucking erupted. And there was just too many people laughing for, for it to be an issue. Uh, and he went back in. But what we realized then afterwards, they heard the fart in the next room. Which means that if we were in there and they heard us fart, right? That means that that room heard everything we were saying including us doing impressions of Razzy and his lisp including us saying about how that fucking substitute teacher lad we couldn't respect him as a human being as a man because of how he cooked the sausages and you know just nothing was ever said about it they, he would have been in there with Razzy not being asleep just hearing all this just with his head just I make, again this is the sort of thing makes me kind of feel bad but like Jesus do you know what I mean it's tough it's tough being a kid it's even tougher being a teacher um so that is my favorite moment of transition year and possibly school uh, ever. But I want to hear your stories. So you've sent them in. Thank you very much, people who have sent them in. I have a couple of stories here. These are the ones that kind of tread somewhere in the middle. So Vaughn Byrne, you sent in a story. You didn't write it down. You sent it in a voice message, which I appreciate, but I can't play it because it's seven minutes long. But I'm going to try and do my best to summarize the story that you sent on. Vaughn was telling me that in TY. Um, it was in the early parts in the first few weeks, similar to what I was saying about how I jumped back from fifth year to transition year. 
So people are kind of coming and going. They didn't like TY, they maybe moved up. Other people didn't like fifth year, moved back down. So the names were kind of all over the place. So they were doing a roll call in one of the personal development classes, right? So they had to kind of check, are all the people here, or are these people still here? So similarly in transition year, do you know, it's a fuck around year. People like to have a bit of fun. So they had this hippie teacher running this personal development class, and he was taking the roll call, and he's like, okay, is there any name of anyone here uh, I didn't read out? Uh, and one of the lads pops her hand up. He's like, yes, sir, um, you don't have Mick Mooney. Mick Mooney is in the class. He's just not in today. Oh, okay. Okay, fair, fair enough, right? And the lad's like, what the fuck's going on? They're like, fucking made, made the chap up. Doesn't exist. Mick Mooney doesn't exist. Love this. I love made-up in-joke people, right? So Mick Mooney is on the roll. He is on, this made-up guy is on the roll. When you get something cemented like that in school, it is just fucking mwah. When you have other people mentioning your jokes. I remember there was a lad, right? Side note. A lad used to steal, steal all my bits, right? I'm a fucking bit, bit machine, right? I come up with bits all the time. So I started actually making up bits that I knew he would steal. Because I was, I don't know, I might say shagadelic or something like that. Whatever it might be. I can't think of any of my bits now. But he would always steal my kind of lines, you know. In the same way I have a kind of, anyway, sure. He'd start stealing that now, right? So I said, you know what, I'm actually going to make something up. And I'm like, I would start eating food, right? And then be like, and then doing that kind of like lip smacking thing. Ah, bouffant. And I would do that. And I told everyone, like, I am going to make up this thing. And wait till you see in two weeks, he'll be saying that about everything. And what do you, what, wait till you see. Fucking two weeks later, he's there like, ah, ha, ha, bouffant. He fucking, I made it up so he would steal it. Bouffant. And even occasionally I see him from time to time and he's like, hey, bouffant. And I'm like, I fucking made that up. I made that up for you to show that you were stealing me bits. But anyway, we can get someone adopting a bit that you've made up is fucking gold dust, right? So anyway, Mick Mooney is on the roll call. So weeks go by. And the teacher is like, right, Mick Mooney. And then it's like, sir, he's, he's, uh, he's playing football. Next week, oh, sir, he's got a doctor's appointment. Fucking a month in, where's Mick Mooney? Ah, uh, sir, he's just not feeling very well today. So it gets to the point now where it's almost breaking point. Where like, where is this Michael Mooney? You know, getting fucking wound up about, like I'm getting wound up over a fake person. Because obviously Mick Mooney couldn't have been gone from school the whole time. So it seems like Mick Mooney is just dodging the fucking personal development class. So it gets to breaking point, Vaughn was telling me, where they actually bring in a lad from fifth year. They bring in a lad to act as fucking Mick Mooney in the class. So the lad comes in with his hood up down the back of the room, right? And the door apparently is at the back of the room, so it's easy enough for him to escape. So he comes in, and it's like, Mick Mooney, and he puts his hand up. And the teacher loses it. Michael Mooney! Why have you not been here in this class? And apparently this kid fucking bottles it and bolts out the door bolts out the door and just fucking sprints off. And the teacher runs after him and you can actually see him out the class running up and down past the windows and obviously this lad who's in fifth year outruns him completely. And then you hear on the intercom across the school and this is where it's cemented. Can Michael Mooney please come to the principal's office? Chaps made him up. Love that, Vaughn. I love that. That's a nice one. That's not really having too much, uh, you know, there's not too much fucking, you know, yeah, the guy's a bit of a hippie teacher. You made it up. It's a bit of an inside joke. I love it. That's the kind of vibe that I'm looking for. Um, so another moon tour Ragnarok. In fact, actually, sorry, I have some I have a music for this one while I'm reading them. Have a little down there. So a couple of stories here from Della Sal and Dundalk from Dylan Bowen. Thank you, Dylan, for sending in these stories. First one. Teacher was out sick on a Monday morning one week. It happened to be the same weekend Stephen Gately died. So he came back in two days later, and one of the lads, Aaron O'Connor, puts his hand up and said, Sir, 
Were you off because you were sad that Stephen Gately died? Everyone roared laughing and the mug of a teacher gave him heaps of lines for it. That's so funny. Remember when my ma had this limerick she learned in the pub? And my ma would very seldom say, I have a joke or something like that. She'd very seldom. She's very, very funny. Uh, she's much funnier than me. Uh, and she has... Um, but she'd very seldom say, like, I have a joke or I have a limerick. But she said, I have a limerick. I don't remember the rest of it, but it was... There once was a man called Gately who hasn't been singing much lately. It's just after he died. So really, really in bad format. Um... Here's another one from Dylan Bowen. Um, so I'll, I won't say this guy's name. This lad went to the neighbouring girls' school at lunch one day to give his very young sister her lunch, uh, which he'd been packed into his bag by mistake. By the time he'd uh, made the short trip back to De La Salle, people were already saying that he was after shifting a nine-year-old and ended up everyone was pointing at him saying, Pedo! Pedo! Um, another one here um, that apparently he didn't witness himself but he heard one lad was at the back with headphones in and anything the teacher said he just ignored her eventually after 10 times of asking she went down and demanded he hand his phone over to her so he took out from his hands under his desk his headphone connected to an orange orange you glad of this new funny segment and we go again here's another one here from Daryl Williamson alright T great one uh, I had this teacher from Limerick with a huge, big, loud, commanding voice who was a past maths teacher, so he was uh, disappointed enough already. He had a dog, that's what he says, not my words. I think past maths is great. He had a dog called Madra, and not the type of teacher you want to get on the bad side of. Also, he used to call himself the Games Master of our school. He actually sent on a pic, and the chap looks like Sir Patrick Moore, the Games Master. Like, big, massive head and all. And it was tw- uh, uh, in sixth year and we were in the middle of the class and there was a lad outside making wanking and middle finger gestures at us through this narrow window. Genius stuff. This is my top top drawer banter for about two minutes. Uh, some proper smirking, etc. from the class inside, the usual stuff. So after a couple of minutes, Big Mickey Mac, as we called him, looks sharply towards the door and he sees your man in the act. And there was a moment where they made eye contact for half a second before Mickey leaps out of his chair, sending it flying while the poor young fella's face drops as he absolutely pegs it down the corridor. Mickey launches towards the door, pulls it so hard the handle comes clean off. Big Mickey turns to the class and says, The door just saved that boy's life. And the class erupts in laughter. That's good. That's cute. And actually sent on a pic. Um, uh, lovely stuff. So thank you very much for that. And we go again. Right, this was actually one about the teacher I based uh, I based uh, your man's me off, right? So, you know, without giving too much away. Um, listen to the podcast there, Tony, and I have a cracking Miss Blank story. This is a teacher from Art School Reach. When we were doing our CSPE project, we were doing it on the doll. So she took us on a tour there, which was real strange because she was actually doing something. But she was pure moping the whole trip, and the tour guide was actually even getting pretty annoyed about it. For whatever reason, she was being real impatient, and after the tour was done, we were all buzzing to be let home. Uh, but instead, she gave us two hours for our lunch break, which the time was mad. We were in third year, and we could just go strolling around town unsupervised on some random Thursday in March. So eventually, after buying Burger King and slagging the ham sandwich kid, hey, it happens, uh, we, went and got the four- we went to the 14 bus stop on Dame Street to go back to school. She, however, was still late. We knew it was like her to be late, but after two hours, it didn't seem possible. It was 15 minutes later when she came strutting through Central Bank with, I kid you not, a full-on blow-dry and haircut. I think it could have been... (laughs) I think she might have even had highlights in her hair. This woman had organised a school tour just so she could get her hair cut during school hours. So shameless, so funny. Sounds exactly like the teacher I know. Thank you, Sean McDermott, for sending that one in. I do appreciate that. And we go again. Uh, This one comes from Matthew Dooley, Mr. Fucking Bannable, he says. Matthew Dooley writes... 
You reminded me of my English teacher, Mr. Alan fucking Bannable, back in Malahide Community School. It's only now that I'm older I look back at his escapades and realize the poor guy was going through some shit. He had the personality of Eeyore and a face like a melting wax figure. The type of guy who's just under middle age but always looks like he's just outside Middle Earth. Matthew, your prose is excellent. I'm very into this. One particularly depressive episode, we were looking for words to describe Hamlet. The nerds give the usual bollocks and how he's uh, an antagonist and protagonist at the same time. The boyos just give the odd gay. Well, Mr. Bannable turns to the board and in the middle of all these words, he's staring off into space and writes blue and turns back to the class. We were all confused. We didn't say anything. In the midst of the silence, he looks uh, at the board, or he looks at us, then he looks at the board, back at us, and says, who wrote blue on the board? You can see the cogs turning in his head as a distorted face like he accidentally ate a lemon. You did, sir. Ah. No, I did not. Whoever wrote blue, stand up now. Lucky you're already standing, sir, because it was you. He, lo- he takes a glance at us, then the board, then excuses himself and leaves the room. Chaos erupts, and over the course of wheezing... Ah, oh, fucking hang on. One more time. Uh, chaos erupts, and over the course of wheezing and over-exaggerated laughter, uh, we see Ban Bollocks out the window with his head in his hands, hunkering down. Looking back, I wish I gave the guy a hug. We were young and immature and didn't notice his, subcon- his subconscious way of telling us he was feeling blue. Take that, Sigmund Freud. That's all from me. You can find a way to make it funny. Hey, would you bloody stop? You're the funny fucker here, Matthew. Thank you very much for that story. Thus ending this episode of Moonchore Ragnarok. That was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Now, look, this is a bit of a weird episode. I was in a bit of a funky mood. But hopefully, coming up, we'll have more segments. I want to hear more from you. Maybe we'll have more uh, from uh, Rumpel Foreskin or other crazy characters. Hey, we might even have the bloody Maz May coming in here. Why not? This is my podcast. I can do whatever the fuck we want up in this B.I. And that's any kind of slur. Anyway, thank you very much. I'm going to play the theme song now, and I'm going to do it fucking live. Hang on. Wait you see this. So thank you very much. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much uh, for people who have come on board the Patreon. There was some very good feedback from people listening to the Unlocked Patreon episode last week. Uh, This Friday's Patreon episode is all about the year 1998, how it was the greatest year for video games. You had Resident Evil, Metal Gear, Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. I'm going to be talking about all that on the podcast coming up. I'm also going to be doing a RuPaul recap of both finales, All-Stars and the last season. So you can look forward to that next week. That'll be a pod dropping in the middle of the week on the Patreon. Um, But in the meantime, thank you very much for letting me live my life, letting me be me, for you being you. And thank you very much, everyone, who sent in your Moon Chore Ragnarok stories. This won't be a weekly segment, but when I ask for it, I would love your stories coming in the future. Thank you very much, guys. I love you. You know, as as always, guys, I love you too. And fucking whatever. I love you.